We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. going on guys you're listening to the uncontested post-game podcast uh game five of the season it's very early still but uh the thunder fall to the trailblazers tonight 102 to 99 uh making their record on the season one and four uh their only win being against the golden state warriors earlier this season um last weekend um a lot of people are trying to ask, is it panic time? Uh, I personally don't think so. Uh, although it's a much different team than last year, you've got to take into consideration. Um, Oklahoma City started 0-4 last season and ended up being just fine. Uh, like I said, it is a lot different of a team this year. Uh, not quite as much talent and superstar power. A little bit lower expectations. Um, you know, it's early. A lot of teams start off slow. Uh, nothing to really worry about right now, although, um, like I said, expectations aren't high, but one and four is nothing to worry about overall. Um, so kind of the takeaways from tonight and, and from the first part of the season, um, you know, there's a lot of new faces, a lot of chemistry that still needs to be built. Um, you know, out of the 15, you know, roster spots, eight of these guys are brand new faces, um, coming through trades and, and the draft and free agency, things like that. Um, so the chemistry is not there yet. You know, there's a lot of guys that are, are going to continue to start playing better together as we go later into the season. Um, but that's something that is still very apparent for this team, just guys not being in sync, um, certain plays where, you know, some guys cutting to the basket and, you know, two guys that have played together would probably connect on something, but since they're new, they're just not picking up on it. So that'll continue to improve. 
um, but still very, very evident. Um, another thing, you know, kind of staying on track of, of trends this season is just the inconsistency overall from individual players. I feel, you know, Dennis Schroeder, for example, started off the season relatively slow. He's been hot the past couple games. Um, other guys started off the season well and have been playing, you know, sort of rough over these last two or three games. Um, there's just not really anybody, you know, even including Shea Gilgis Alexander, that has put together a solid string of, of five games where you can really say, man, this guy's been consistent this season. So as a whole, um, again, that's something else that should improve as the season goes on. Um, they get comfortable, you know, here in Oklahoma City playing with their teammates. But as of now, we just haven't had a game where, um, you know, five, six, seven guys have a consistent game and and really put put everything together outside of that Warriors game where, you know, even if guys weren't on the same page, that Warriors team was playing so bad and had absolutely no defense that, you know, it wasn't really even relevant. Um, as far as tonight, though, uh, like I said, the final score was 102 to 99. Just kind of looking at some of the stats, you know, talking about inconsistencies here. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander with 13 points. Now, I know that's not a bad night by any means, but for a guy coming into this game averaging uh, 23, 24 points a game, that is kind of a rough night for him. 3 for 13 from the floor, you know, shooting 23%. Um, seven of his points coming from the line, just showing you, you know, how poorly he shot from the floor. He wasn't getting his um, typical shots to fall where he's, you know, doing those scoop shot layups, driving by people. Um, and certainly from three-point range, he wasn't connecting. Uh, he was 0 for 2 from 3 tonight. Um, Gallinari with 15 points, you know, that's just below par for him this season. Um, I, I wouldn't say his, his game was good or bad. He's, he's certainly a bucket getter, but uh, by no means did he have a great game. Nerlens Noel played great, and I'll, I'll touch more on him later. He had 15 points, 14 rebounds with a very impressive double-double in the absence of Steven Adams. And then Dennis Schroeder, 17 points, continues to play well off the bench. Um, although, like I said, he did start off the season relatively slow, he has looked very good as of late. Uh, Diallo with 12 and 10. We'll touch on him some more later as well. We had a couple Twitter questions about him. Uh, his first double-double of his career. And then Chris Paul with 21 points, 5 rebounds. Had a nice outing um, himself. Looking at Portland, you know, the guys you expect to have great games did. Lillard had 23. Um, 23 doesn't sound like a massive number for him. But he did hit some major threes when it mattered down the stretch. McCollum started out hot, finished with 22 points, four rebounds, three assists. Um, Hassan Whiteside doing what he does, kind of being a garbage guy, 12 points, 12 rebounds. Kent Bazemore with 14 points and five rebounds off the bench. Um, kind of looking at you know how the teams compared. Thunder won the rebounding battle, 55-49. Um, they had. Four more offensive rebounds in the Blazers, although they did get um, beat in the assist column, uh, 15 to 19 there. Uh, steals were, you know, relatively similar. Uh, Portland had nine steals to Oklahoma City's eight. Uh, Portland had quite a few more blocks, eight on their end, and only two for Oklahoma City. And finally, as far as shooting the ball goes, 
Portland kind of had a, kind of had a strange game. They shot thirty nine point five percent from the field, but shot forty eight point six percent from three, which is you know typically backwards. Most teams on a, on a standard NBA night are going to shoot better from the floor than they do from three. Uh, but Portland was on fire from three, wasn't connecting from inside the three-point line, um, so they shoot nearly 10% better from outside the arc, whereas Oklahoma City shoots uh, 39.3% from the field, so very, very similar to Portland's field goal percentage, but what it came down to was Oklahoma City shot 14.8% from three, so you know when you shoot the same from the field, but one team is shooting uh, 34% higher from the three-point line. You can kind of tell that team's going to have the advantage. However, uh, still a close game. You know, as the score tells, 102-99. Thunder lose by three points. Um, so, you know, stats don't always tell the story. Um, some some overall takeaways from tonight's game. Uh, we touched on Nerlens, his great stat line tonight. I was kind of to the point going into tonight that... I was somewhat worried, you know, in the absence of Steven Adams. Even with the center like Hassan Whiteside, who's not elite, he's still solid. Um, that, that would be kind of a rough night down low for the Thunder. That wasn't the case. Nerland plays great. Um, he, he's doing some things that are almost making me think he's got a better offensive game than Steven Adams. And, and maybe that's a hot take. Maybe I'll get pushed back from that. But just the way he can dribble the ball, you know, he'll catch it at the three-point line, you know, he has dribble moves, so go into the legs, he, he'll he spin, he, he can shoot the jumpers, he can shoot floaters, hook shots, he just kind of refined his offensive game to the point where thus far, you know, this season, I have not seen uh, Steven Adams do half of the things that, that Norman's Noel's done offensively. Um, you know, he looks good. Um, overall, he, as a starter, I saw this stat on Fox Sports after the game, um, 10.5 points, 8.1 rebounds, 1.8 steals, and 1.7 uh, blocks per game as a starter in his career. Uh, so clearly the numbers don't lie. Nerlens Noel, when he needs to be a starter, is certainly capable. You know, that's that's not to say that, oh, we can go trade Steven Adams and be a good team with Nerlens at center. Uh, but it does mean in, in a game like tonight when Steven is not playing, Nerlens can certainly hold his own. Um, another kind of <clears throat> weird thing about having no Steven Adams, which you know by no means is a good thing, it does allow us to roll out um, some, some different guys that can shoot the ball. You know, we've got guys like Darius Baisley, uh, Mike Muscala, Danilo Gallinari, those kind of guys are bigs that can shoot the rock. So if you can roll out a lineup with any two of those three guys playing the 4-5, you can really stretch the floor knowing that any of those guys can um, you know, hit a three. And it's, it's a lot different of a lineup than you've seen in years past for the Thunder uh, where they've got you know Steven Adams who never has stepped out in his career um, and then some other fours that, that may not have been the best shooters from three so in the absence of Steven Adams, it was nice to see some new things, you know, give some guys some minutes, see what we're really working with here. Um, and obviously we want Steve to come back as soon as possible. He's, he's one of the, the better centers in the league, and he's very, very important for this team. But in the meantime, it, it is kind of nice to see some of those things. Um, another player that might as well be out 
um, based on how he's non-existent on the court is Terrence Ferguson. Uh, kind of concerning after last season, thinking, man, we really got a steal on him as a late first-round draft pick. He he comes in with Andre Robertson, who still hasn't seen the floor this year. Um, comes in for him last season and you know really excels at that starting two-guard position. He is a catch-and-shoot three-point kind of guy. He's a good defender. And this season with less, you know, all-star, superstar, isolation type players that get him open shots, he just seems to be non-existent. Uh, He doesn't have the offensive moves to really do anything. And, you know, to this point in the season, five games in, Terrence Ferguson has 17 points. Um, That sounds bad, but to, to make it sound even worse and put it in perspective, Mike Muscala, who's played, you know, somewhat limited minutes on the season has 14 points. I mean, 17 points through five games is very, very bad for a guy that we are considering, you know, could be our starting two guard for the long term. Last season is really looking bad this season. It's early. Um, Again, none of these takeaways from tonight or takeaways from the season are set in stone or something that I'm, you know, truly worried about. But Um, At this point in the season, he definitely has some tweaking to do and really needs to turn it around. Um, On that topic, though, the guy that's kind of stepped up in his absence, Hamadou Diallo. He's looked great. He had his first double-double tonight uh, of his entire career. He's shown, you know, vast offensive improvement. Last season, he kind of depended on his athleticism for dunks and, and transition layups and and overall didn't have a whole lot of offensive moves. And this year you've seen him, you know, hit some jumpers. He's got dribble moves. He's getting to the cup um, with more finesse moves than athletic moves. And, you know, that's, that's encouraging. That's something that, you know, a lot of people had written off Diallo after a very, very up and down rookie season saying, you know, he'll never be good he'll just be an athletic dunker energy kind of guy he's starting to show that you know he can really take that next step and and be a contributor for this team and so far this season to be quite honest he's looked better than Terrence Ferguson so um, I guess I'll go ahead and answer uh, one of the Twitter questions now Um, should we start Diallo at um, the starting three guard or the the three position Um, I'm gonna say no you know, even with, with Terrence Ferguson playing the way he has, putting Diallo there at the three just really makes you undersized. He's only um, realistically probably six foot five. There's just too many guys that play that wing spot. Uh, he'd have to defend that are six nine, six ten in the league these days. Um, Terrence Ferguson's a little bit better of a defender, a little bit longer. Feel more comfortable with him starting at the three. Um, However, you know, I I do agree with a lot of people uh, behind the reasoning for that question. Um, I do agree that Diallo has played better this season. Um, A couple more takeaways. Uh, Free throw shooting. So before tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder um, were one of five teams in the NBA that were shooting below 70% from the free throw line. Uh, tonight they did shoot 78.4%, which is obviously a lot better. Still not great, but you know it's it's better than what their season average was by a long shot. 
Um, another kind of note here, they did shoot 13 more free throws than Portland tonight. Uh, so a lot different than that Houston game when James Harden nearly had more free throws than the entire Oklahoma City Thunder team that night. The Thunder did get those calls and did get to the line at will tonight. Um, they converted on you know uh, a decent clip from the line converting on those opportunities. So that was promising. Um, however, obviously the, the turnout wasn't what they wanted. They still lost by three, but the free throw shooting is turning around. A big part of that is Chris Paul was hitting his free throws tonight. You know, he's a career, um, you know, above 80% free throw shooter. He's always been a guy that knocks them down and, and this season it just hasn't been the case, but he knocked him down tonight. He looks like he's, he's getting back to his, to his regular ways, hitting free throws, which, as everyone knows, is crucial in the game of basketball. A lot of games come down to uh, misses and makes from the free throw line. Um, last thing, so you know, obviously with the massive discrepancy or the the, the massive difference in three point percentage tonight, with with Portland absolutely killing it from downtown and Oklahoma City um, doing the opposite, they did have twenty two po- more points in the paint. Um, than the Portland Trailblazers. So it really came down to uh, Oklahoma City dominating the paint, Portland dominating from behind the arc, and simple math, you know, the team that's making threes versus the team that's making twos. Um, You know, you can do the math on that, the team that's making the threes is um, more times than not going to win the game. So that is, you know, kind of my takeaways from tonight. Um, We got a couple more Twitter questions I'll get to here. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I've got a quick note from ShipStation. So the holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders? How do you decide which shipping carrier to use? Or how do you know if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the doors and on time for the holidays. No matter what you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface. This makes it very easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS. So you can compare and choose the best shipping for both you and your customer, whatever the need may be. ShipStation even offers big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. It's no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year and let ShipStation handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com and click on the microphone at the top of the page, then type in the promo code BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. That's ShipStation.com. Enter the offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. All right, guys. So the last uh, two Twitter questions here. Uh, the first one being, 
is Gallo's lack of defensive pressure costing us down the stretch. He's given away so many open threes in the last three games. Um, so this question, um, this comes from at Dynamite Dawns. Um, this is this is a, a tricky question. You know, there's a lot of guys in the league that, although they're great scorers like Gallinari, they can be a liability on the defensive end. This is something that even guys like Russell Westbrook were criticized for in the past. You know, last five minutes of the game, they were taking all the shots, but then weren't holding their own on defense. Um, I personally think with a guy like Gallinari, with how versatile he is, he can play the five down the stretch if he had to, uh, realistically playing the four most of the time. You know, he's a guy that can knock down a three, and he's even done that this season. He's been a guy that has hit threes in crunch time to make games close. You know, most of those games we haven't won regardless, but he's been a guy that has made those threes down the stretch and, and made big buckets, you know, in the final minutes of the game. So I think absolutely you have to you have to keep him in there regardless of whatever you're seeing defensively. It's not like he's not giving effort. You know, he's not a, a quick athletic guy, so yeah, some nights he may be giving up some points. But overall, you know, down the stretch, he's a guy that you definitely want in there scoring points. So I would say, um, you know, his lack of defensive pressure to answer the question is not costing us down the stretch because, you know, at, 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 at this point at least, he's, he's hitting more shots than I feel he's giving up that are 100% his fault. Um, last Twitter question here, and I'll, and I'll get out of here with you guys, um, comes from Thunderbeard at... Mr. Zipper Ripper. Uh, his question is, what's up with T-Ferg? Can Russ give him another pep talk? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I actually tweeted about this earlier. Um, you know, as we mentioned, he's only got 17 points on the season. He had a very rough start to be the beginning of last season as well. And all that news came out that you know Russell Westbrook went and shot with him after a game he shot poorly and gave him that confidence and a pep talk and his season really turned around at that point. Obviously, it's not something that can happen now, but you know, there's a guy in the locker room and Chris Paul that is a proven leader um, in, in different ways than Russell Westbrook. But I think that you know, between Terrence Ferguson getting comfortable this season with the new faces around him, uh, maybe getting some shots to fall that should have that haven't to this point, um, along with his teammates, including Chris Paul, kind of. You know, giving him pointers, being a veteran in this league, more than likely a future Hall of Famer. Um, I think he'll turn it around, and I, and I definitely think that um, a, a pep talk from him, if it hasn't already happened, will happen. Um, but overall, you know, that is something that that is a little bit concerning. But again, like we said earlier, it's the first five games of the season. Um, you know, two weeks from now, we might be talking completely different about uh, Ferguson as well as some other players on this team. Um, Again, just to recap, Thunder lose tonight, 102-99 to the Portland Trailblazers, putting them at 1-4 and four on the season. Um, we'll be getting in touch with you guys with more post-game podcasts this week, as well as our group pod that will drop Sunday night coming into Monday morning, so be on the lookout for those. And in the meantime, as always, Thunder up.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.